Hello, creeps and ghouls. You're listening to Martell's Movie Madness with your host, Ryan Martell and Cagney Larkin. So grab your popcorn and try to survive the movie madness. <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell, and I'm here with... Cagney Larkin, the co-host as always. How's it going, buddy? Oh man, I am fucking just burnt out today. <laughs> we watched eight hours of fucking movies today. Yeah, don't... We do this every Monday, Straight man. eight hours. No, we don't... Eight hours is excessive, even for us. Yeah, usually usually it's pretty it's much usually a little bit. It's usually a little bit less But also, that. you usually catch a little nap. Yeah, yeah, I usually do take a little nap between you movies. You didn't do that. Did not do that today. Uh, kind of regret it. Should have took that nap before uh, Lords of Chaos. But we'll get there. Uh, we do have, I guess, a date to plug next Sunday. Uh, this coming Sunday, I guess I should say. Uh, Excalibur Championship Wrestling at, what's the address, Cagney? 634 Center Drive, Lincolnton, North Carolina. And we're going to get, they got White Mike on the card. They got little Donnie. They got all kinds of people up there. They got regular, all their regulars. Kid this Cutter, big, tall dude with a mullet. Kid Cutter is only fifteen years old. No, he's sixteen. And he's, now. Oh, he's sixteen now. Yeah, that's right. It was his birthday, uh, and uh, he's only been in the wrestling business about a year. He's pretty good for a year in. Not gonna lie. Uh, it's ten dollars admission at the door. Doors open at four, and the show starts at five. If you can't make it out in person, they do have a live stream on their Facebook. It's the the letter X dash caliber championship wrestling and it'll pop right up and our buddy uh bobby from universe retro is going to be on there commentating with his friend tim uh so go on and check that live stream out if you can't come join us in person uh me and cagney are planning on being there this week we weren't there this past week for a bevy of different reasons i just was being lazy and cagney ran into some traffic problems that was going to cause him to miss like half the show so i tried to go he just turned back i was not being lazy i tried to get out of there that's what we, that's our that's our dates for now uh we don't really have any kind of live upcoming events because well they're still not happening we're going to go see tj miller on the 15th yeah that's, that's i mean <laughs> nobody's paying but us he's not that. paying us to, yeah he's not i paid to go to us. that so that should be fun uh My birthday's on 13th we're gonna get that third stimulus check soon that'd be cool that's gonna be awesome uh yeah, I'm going to try not to blow it on a bunch of bullshit that I don't need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you say that. Well, my first one, the, the, the $1,200 one, didn't. it delayed last me pretty long. Uh, the $600 one was gone, though, like that. It was like I had to pay half of it to bills right off the gate. Like, I was just behind on my bills, so I had to pay, like, 300 bucks on fucking shit that I had that I was behind on. And then I had to pay the rest of that to get my car fixed. So... You gonna splurge with this one, boy? No, no, no. I might buy one Blu-ray for myself. <laughs> yep. And that's it. And he's like, yeah, well, I got a stack of four. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Cagney, what you been watching? Not shit. <laughs> to be honest. Is that your final answer? Uh, no, I um, I, every movie I tried to watch this week, I did not finish. <laughs> Whether it was uh. For me wanting to get up and play drums or just doing something and going to sleep. I think the one movie I did manage to make it through was Monster Hunter with Mila Jovovich. Ooh. Uh, Do like me some Mila Jovovich. The effects and stuff in that movie are awesome. Don't go into that movie expecting a uh, big thinker. A big scratch your brain film. That's not it. It's a... uh, Turn your brain off and get that popcorn going. I mean, it's a movie called Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's time to see some action. If you're expecting an Oscar winner out of that, then you're just a fool. I uh, I have played the game. There are some cool references to it. Um, it is you know a true to life yeah. video game adaptation. Uh, with some of the characters and and lore represented in it, so that was fun. But other than that, man, I didn't finish anything. I tried to watch. I watched some Maddie Matheson yeah. stuff on YouTube. Some ordinary sausage as always. I've kind of become a purveyor of YouTube content lately, man. Yeah. It's a little easier to consume. I don't have to sit down and commit myself to a 90-minute storyline yeah. or meet down with some of the same characters that I watch 
for 22 minute increments uh, on a weekly basis so you know it's cool just uh watching a bunch of bullshit on youtube and yeah just been taking it easy maybe this week i'll watch some more uh hollywood epics but who oh, yeah. knows ryan what about you what did you oh, man. you watch well we both watched AEW revolution last night yeah 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 we, we did watch we, some, uh, we watched, some watched a little wrestling yesterday uh what have i become Watch, I'm just watching wrestling. That's gonna now. be that's bonus content. We're gonna do a bonus episode right after this one where we talk about wrestling for a little bit. Okay, uh, just a short little episode. But uh, you know, I watched I, I, I watched the last season of Sabrina on Netflix. The new one? Yeah. Um, got canceled. Yeah, well, it got canceled by Netflix, but there's a chance that HBO Max is gonna pick it up. That's what everybody's talking about. So there might be more seasons. There might not be more seasons. It's kind of isn't that a weird concept in they, limbo. Uh, a streaming service picks up another streaming service's original show. Yeah, but it's kind of it's made by it's Warner Brothers. Crazy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like Netflix. But it's like what a world we live in yeah. now that uh, yeah. HBO Max, a streaming service. Well, it a wouldn't Netflix be the first show. time because Cobra Kai got picked up by Netflix for yeah, YouTube. It was a YouTube Red yeah. series, yeah. But so, you know, they're such an underdog that you don't even oh, yeah. consider it a. But yeah, that was good. I mean, I don't really, I'm not, I don't really like to rank TV shows because you know what are you ranking on episode, season, you know how do you rank their a TV IMDb show? score? Uh, so I don't really have a ranking for that. And I think I watched, uh, oh yeah, I watched the Night Stalker thing on Netflix too. Uh, and then my pick of the week this week is Euro Trip. It's on I, Prime now, right? Yeah, yeah, I got Prime back because specifically because I wanted to watch a movie that's on my what you watching list. And I ended up watching Euro Trip also while I was there. <clears throat> it's a four out of five for me, and it's it's fucking hilarious, and it, it holds up pretty well. Uh, there are a few things that are just like, okay, that's a product of its time. Uh, what the line where he's like, I watched the gay porno once, but the the, the guys never came. Well, no, because uh, that's kind of like or a, the the women never you know, came. That's kind of like a common, like a I guess that could be like a funny thing that straight yeah. dudes have. What are some to e- them. examples? Uh. The, the uh, Fred Armisen on the train, like it's still funny to me, but like it it's aged poorly with what with everything that's gone on. Where in the he's past, like with his smooth legs, being where he's being all uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sexual harassy mm. with uh, the people and the and they go through the tunnel. Uh, you know it's still funny, but it's kind of like cringier now. Uh, knowing that the, the state of the world that we live in, the state of Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, this it's, uh, uh, it wasn't it wasn't glorifying it. Yeah, no, it wasn't at all. But it's still that one of those things, kind of uh, the whole uh, the the siblings making out thing was funny as hell. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you make out with your sister without realizing it's your sister. Because your your trip, the one with the uh, the mime. Yeah. As well, yeah. No, no, it's a it's a it's a uh, robot dude. A robot dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit is <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, no, it's fucking funny as shit. Scotty doesn't. No. Uh, yeah, we got Matt Damon. We got little cameos from all these people. Uh, Vinnie Jones is in it for a second. Uh, it's it's a cool little movie. Yeah, it was a crazy little era for comedy right there. We were getting movies like that, Road Trip, Pretty Got Fingered. Yeah. Uh, all these coming-of-age sex, sex comedies, comedies yeah. that were just uh, taking the leap. They weren't fucking... just the uh, typical party movies. <laughs> We got knockoff teenage fucking David Spade in this movie, and then that's just another thing all on its own. Uh, but yeah, that's my pick of the week uh, this week. I would say that's a cult classic now. A good rewatch for me. Uh, and then on Prime also, I watched a movie called Streets of Vengeance, which is fucking awesome, which I have a review for in full on YouTube right now. So go to our YouTube channel and check out that full review. It's got the trailer attached to it, so you can watch the trailer after you watch the review and decide watch if you want to check it out yourself. It's on Prime and Tubi, so if you don't have Prime and you want to watch it anyways, you can watch it with ads over there on Tubi. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you can get a Blu-ray somehow, but I don't know exactly where to get one right now. Uh, but this movie is awesome. It's 80s sleazy slasher meets revenge movie it's it's fucking awesome lots of boobs lots of violence and gore uh and a kick-ass soundtrack you know what more can you want plus it's got uh some of my it's got two of my favorite porn stars in it in little cameo roles uh joanna angel is in it and sophie d are both in it and that's pretty cool and they're actually acting they have little little bit parts um and they're fully clothed 
No. No. Not, no. <laughs> a lot of the women are not fully clothed in this movie. Like, there's yeah. very rare instances where women are fully clothed in this movie. Uh, not that it's, like, in a, like, a, it's a, and it's a, it's, they're naked in, like, a very empowering way to them. Because that's the whole point of the movie is, like, this badass porn star chick is, like, because it's a movie about a porn star getting revenge on mm-hmm. uh, a sleazy dude who tried to fucking kill her, okay. you know? Or have her killed, I guess I should say. Uh, but yeah, it's a five out of five. Go ahead and go check that one out. It's lots of fun. So Streets <clears throat> of Vengeance. Streets of Vengeance. Yes, it is awesome. And the director has a, another movie coming out called Slash Lorette Party, or it's came out, I guess. Now it's playing at the Grind Exploitation uh, Film Festival. But I think the Blu-rays are already available, so you can go check that one out too. Um, next up, I watched Guest House on Netflix. That is the new uh, Polly Shore movie. And it's awesome. It's fucking hilarious. That's going to be the first Polly Shore movie in... Forever. How long? For, since Polly Shore is dead, at least. Is that the last thing he's done? Um, He's had to have done. He's had stuff. Something. I think he's had stuff since then, but it's not been... Like, Polly Shore is dead came out when I was Anything doing, like, great, though. Like, nothing big. high school, dude. But he's, you know, he's Polly Shore in this movie, but he, he's not really the weasel, you know? He's just a little more mature Polly Shore. So he's a party animal still, but he's like... Older, less annoying, because uh, the ke- people got kind of got tired of the weasel yeah. character after a while, and uh, this one's got uh, it's got a bunch of fun cameos in it too. It's got Stevo as uh, this crazy businessman boss guy who's just insane, and uh, but basically the whole shtick of the movie is that Polly Shore lives in a guest house, uh, and these people buy the house that that the guest house is attached to. And he's technically a tenant of the guest house. Yeah. So they they have to kick him out. They have to like evict him basically, Sounds and they can't fun. get him out. They can't get him out because he keeps and he keeps. They go into like this epic prank war. It's fucking awesome. Five out of five. Guest house. Funny as shit. Go check it out. Uh, and then I watched Snow on the Bluff on YouTube. This was like a movie I heard about a lot back in the day. Yeah. On the in the early days of Everybody Netflix. Everybody thought it was real, man. And uh, yeah, and it's shot like it's shot like a real like a documentary almost yeah. uh there are very there are a few moments or actually there's a lot of moments in this movie that if you know anything about actual drug dealers you know this movie is not real because first of all no drug dealer is going to record everything they do right second of all no other drug dealer is going to let somebody record what they're doing uh so this movie just would not exist if it was real so uh, but that being said, it is very realistic. It does have a lot of gritty realness, raw like shit going on in it. It is definitely interesting, and I think it has a special part in the culture of uh, film. It's a three out of five for me, though. So you watch it on YouTube? Yeah, I watched it on YouTube <laughs> with. Uh, uh, well, I know it said it was with ads, but I don't even remember if they had any ads yeah. or not. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got from a what you watching this week. Uh, this week we're talking about fucking music biopics. Musicals uh, again. Ryan, before we dive into those, I got a question for you. What's up? Are there any musicals you just absolutely fucking hate? Any musicals that you just have seen too many times or just the, the fandom for it has made you fucking despise okay, it? so it's unfair for me to say I hate it because I've never watched it, but Across the Universe is like one that I'll that I have no interest in watching just because you're not a Beatles fan. I'm not a Beatles yeah. fan for one. And it got so much hype when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, Oh my God, across the universe. Oh. And then of course, like I, I don't want to really like at this point, don't want to watch rent either because like it's been so hyped up. There's and, and no that's way a shared it's one for good. me, but I've actually seen rent. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen live production and I've seen the film. Heard the music too many times is one of the reasons I dislike it. Yeah, I mean, and if it makes uh, me if it makes me a bad queer person and not watch that movie, then so be it. I'm a bad queer person. No, you're not. Yeah. I, will, I will say the reason the Across the Universe concept is cool is because it uses the actual band's music. Yeah. To to push the film. So, yeah. So it's cool. You know, they weave a story out of uh, pre-existing songs, which is what we saw happen in Rocket Man today as well. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, a musical that I fucking hate, bro. The Greatest Showman. Oh my god. Have you seen this movie? It's, it's like uh, Hugh Jackman shit. Ugh, Hugh Jackman, Zach Efron, and a whole bunch of other shit you don't want to see, man. It's like 
Panic at the Disco made a movie. Oh it's, man, it's 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 really bad. Um, and I think a lot of my prejudice towards that film comes from running the theater for three and a half years, and we showed it there for three weeks. Yeah. And then also kids' birthday parties. Uh, Every time they would come and watch the sing along song song version of it. And also when we showed that movie for the first time. The audio and video desynchronized from each other in the final oh, wow. 20 minutes. Uh, it was a bad ingest. And That's we not had to good. cancel the showing and refund everybody's money. That's whack. It's terrible. Yes, that was a musical nightmare for me. So that's uh, my <laughs> most <laughs> hated musical, The Greatest Showman. Super terrible. Okay. So, these movies today are special. I don't think we watched a bad movie today. No. By any means. Uh, um, that's the cool thing about music biopics, man. Uh, when you're telling a true-to-life story, and but trying to make it entertaining for an audience. Well, they can be bad, though. I've seen some pretty Yeah, well, I, I didn't say they were I'm saying you got to uh, I've seen. Well, movies, I, I guess I'll say I've seen lackluster good. ones. Yeah. Because I've never seen one that I was just, like, outright not entertained yeah, by. Yeah, I've seen those four films we watched today. Yeah. did a good job at that. Very good job. Uh, uh, the a, first uh, one we screen. watched was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, maybe you had never seen it before. I had never seen it before. It's a big, huge hit. Everybody loved it when it came out. Uh, Rami Malek became a household name yeah, when this movie came out. He really out. did. Uh, he did win uh, Best Actor at the Academy Awards. Nice. And the movie also won Best Editing, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. Now, Rocket Man came out the year after, right? Yes, 2019. Okay. And it's the same uh, studio, correct? No. No, no. It's no. not Paramount? No. Or, uh, what was it? Uh, Warner Brothers? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, either way. 20th Century Fox is Bohemian Rhapsody. Rocket Man is uh, Paramount. Yeah, okay. So, Bohemian Rhapsody is pretty fucking dope. It follows uh, young Freddie Mercury from working, packing up luggage on a fucking airplane to... Being the biggest fucking rock star in the world, basically. Yeah. Um, culminating at the Live Aid performance, of course. Uh, which is not a spoiler, because it happens... They show you at the very beginning that that's where it's going to end up at. Right. And they do a good job of that, uh, building up that that tension and release. Yeah, they really do. I feel like... I don't I don't really know like how accurate the movie is, or how inaccurate it it's is it's not too far off from what i've read you know of course there's the subtle differences of uh, yeah the band didn't it wasn't that easy for them all to get together you yeah know, like i they mean do it in the film he just kind of joins in that's what i heard about why sasha baron cohen didn't end up doing the movie yeah it's because the band members didn't want them to be they didn't want themselves portrayed in a negative light yeah and they were wanting to do the dark yeah nasty side he wanted it. to tell i think the, the whole truth mm-hmm and which would have been interesting. Yeah. It would have very, very well been interesting. But 20th yeah. Century Fox wanted to do the cookie cutter, PG thirteen, yes. play it. They safe. wanted to do the walk the line. The uh, God, what's the straight out of Compton? The 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 clean cut version of the yeah. the, the raw grittiness of everything. And Sasha Baron Cohen was having none of that. He was like, I want to make Wonderland, but with Freddie Mercury. <laughs> But, you know, Queen is, I wouldn't say they're a household name, but I would say, no, here's the thing, here's I the reason why, here's why I say they're not. Everybody and their mama knows a Queen song, but they don't necessarily know the name Queen, you know? Uh, but everybody knows We Will Rock You. I'm going to disagree with you, man, because they sell Queen shirts at Walmart. Yeah. So uh, of course they're generalized. There are probably merchandise people who don't band. know they listen to Queen. Yeah, but they're saying, aware they of Queen as they a know, name. Uh, they know the music, but not necessarily the uh, the name. I think they chance. know the name too. They just don't necessarily put the two together all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Because like I've known of bands before, and then I've known of their music at the same time without knowing that it was them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, so, everybody in the world knows We Will Rock You yeah. or Bohemian Rhapsody. But I also think that everybody in the world is aware that there is a band called Queen. <laughs> you know <laughs> I, what I mean? I'm just saying your average everyday, uh, maybe con- not connoisseur of music. But it's cool, you know, so they bring it into the yeah. household, you know, the, made this shit all over if the world. If it wasn't Everybody before, knew if it wasn't before, it, is it now. definitely that, is that, now. And that's what sure. I was leading to. Is but that I definitely think it was before, too, so. 
Uh, well, for sure. When, you know, look at the record sales alone. Some 15-year-olds might have found out about them for the first time. Yeah, and uh, there's a huge generational gap between today's youth and Yeah, uh, and it's weird because music. like there's never been more accessibility for old music. And they hate it. They hate old music. They, they hate old movies, too. It. It's weird. Uh, I've, I've literally heard kids say that they don't want to watch this movie because it's old. Yeah. yeah not, and I'm not referring to this movie, but I'm just referring that's what they say. Yeah. I don't want to watch this particular film because it's old. Like, oh, Wow. Don't jip yourself. What is your favorite scene from this movie? From Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Uh, the scene with Mike Myers, of course. As oh, their, yeah. Their record executive. That, that has to be my favorite to part two. He, he wants a song that teenagers will crank up in their car and bang their heads. Yeah. And, uh, just, ah, the irony this of Mike Myers me, playing that character. Give me Mike Myers any, any way, shape, or form, and I'm going to love it. Uh, and so I guess I may be biased on that. But, yeah, his uh, explicit reference to Wayne's World in that scene yeah. Fucking hilarious. Um, but really, every scene with Rami Malik, man, he is a, a scene stealer, dude. dude. I mean, it. he's kind of the main character, but his performance is just unlike anything you've ever seen, man. He embodies this character and plays it really larger than life, you yeah. know. Uh, kind of Taron Egerton and Rocket Man, his physicality was larger yes, than life, yes. but. Rami Malek's Freddie Mercury, his personality, every his gestures, his words, everything he did was, I'm the fucking biggest person in the world. And so uh, the Mike Myers scene stole it for me, but uh, his performance alone encapsulated yeah, the whole film. Yeah. Uh, the scene near the end when he goes to his parents' house right before Live Aid, mm-hmm. that got me. And finally got a hug that from his dad. Me. Yeah, that was, that was emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what else can we say about this? Movie? Well, the editing in the really? film—it's—it's it's really cool because it okay. pushes the story along. The editing in this movie is great, but if we're going to talk about editing in any of these movies today, Rocket Man is the one with the editing. Yeah, well, it combines editing with effects. Yeah, we're going to get there though. Yeah, but, um, but the edits in uh in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, they're fine. They they're take us from scene to scene in a way that's not present in a lot of films. Like this scene will start in A and end in B. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's it's a really cool editing technique. There's also uh, you know, the the controversy with Brian Singer being let go from the film uh, two weeks out of the end of production. And then uh, Fletcher was brought on for reshoots. Yeah. So there are some things that kind of don't match up in the film. If, you, if you're you looking for those continuity things, they are there. So there's kind of a controversy there as well with them winning the uh, yeah. Oscar for Best Edit. But the sound mixing alone in the scene where they are actually recording Bohemian Rhapsody uh-huh. and how everything just kind of builds up and builds yeah. up. And we're not necessarily... How we're brought into that scene is amazing. It's so good. Uh, and we're not necessarily seeing layered footage. We're not seeing composited footage. We're hearing composited audio from scenes yeah. that have already taken place, and they're building on top of each other in the background while we see a montage in front of us. And it's just so intense and beautifully well done. And I think that that's one of the scenes alone that got it to win the Oscar for Best Edit. For sure, man. Uh, this is a four out of five for me all day. Uh, you said Rami uh, Malik. He sang all the songs on this movie. So he had a uh, group <coughs> of. So what the the Freddie Mercury audio we hear in the film is a layering mm-hmm. of Freddie Mercury, yeah. uh, Rami Malik, and a guy named um, Mark Martell. I think okay, it is. Yeah, it's not, not and, no relation. No, no, and not to the wrestler either. Uh, and he fronts a Queen cover band. Has been for decades nice. that the actual Brian Beach lawyer actually contacted yeah. tw- like twenty years ago to forward something like this. Like, hey, we're going to use your voice for a project, mm. and ended up being years down the line that he came in for Bohemian Rhapsody and oh, yeah. uh, used his voice, and they kind of blended him and Rami Malek together to give you this to unique give us a sound Mercury, that yeah. is not something you've heard before. They didn't want to just put up Queen music that yeah. you've already listened to and you've heard a billion, billion times and have everybody lip syncing to it. So yeah, it's got its own unique breathing soundtrack. And then the guy that plays Brian May's fucking character looks oh, exactly man. like yeah. fucking Brian May. Dude. That is good. Great. Casting. It's, 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 it's insane. <laughs> I don't know if that was a hairpiece or. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, and this might be controversial. As good as Rami Malek looks as Freddie Mercury, the guy who played Brian May looks was <laughs> dead on. He was 100 percent 
I thought it could have been like they went back in a time machine and got yeah, Brian got May Brian and made, made the best and actually made a movie with him. Him. and yeah, that's that's how good that casting was. And I grew so, up yeah. listening to Queen Man. Uh, I had the greatest hits album when I was young. Well, I think every '90s kid did. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a cool virtue about being the '90s kids. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. And it was for my mom. I would have yeah. never sought them out. She like gave me yeah. the CDs. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we had parents who put us on and shit. Well, hopefully, people did. Now, you guys par- didn't parents there, nowadays are are letting. T- they're just not present in their kids' lives. I feel like. Yeah. There's a lot of them that aren't. There are a bunch that are, but like, there's a lot that are just. They they either work all the time and they don't have time for their kids, or they're just dead. You know, like a lot of people just put a tablet in their kids' hands. Yeah, and they're just lazy. You know. So it's like I think that's the thing that's missing is that parents don't put their kids on to music and art and shit like that anymore. Whereas like when we were kids, our parents were like playing music and and cooking you know and then you were like well, what's this song and they were like oh that's blah 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 by boo boo yeah. and like you know you learn so much about shit you know it's funny the music from our childhood now that was coming out in the 90s are considered oldies now yeah well so there's young about... kids it's like oh that's old that's oldies yeah um anything you want to add about bohemian rhapsody before we move on to uh if you haven't seen it watch it uh rami malik carries this fucking movie through and through he, it's, it will yeah. steal your heart his performance is not to be missed he for is sure amazing well-deserved oscar for him uh now we're we're we're, we're, we're rocking it we're, on we're, 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 rock- we're gonna rock it on to rocket man here which, which fucking a, uh, blew my fucking mind. Completely today. different type of film. I would I would categorize this as a surrealistic musical. Yeah, I definitely would say that because it's, it's cut. Surreal. It's like it's part him telling his life story, part fucking musical. Yeah, well, and the concept from the get go is amazing. It's Elton John in a rehabilitation clinic. Yeah, telling like a, his story. An AA meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the clinic he's checked into. Yeah, we yeah. find that. Yeah, uh, but. uh He's telling it via relapse story, you know. It's to a crowd of uh, yeah. fellow addicts. It's uh, off the gate, so different, you know. How how cool of a concept is that? But then it busts into being a traditional fucking musical. Yeah, using uh, Elton John's music to insane, push the film. Insane, insane. So it's so cool. How grand of a gesture is that to have your life story realized in film with your music? Yeah, not music made for the movie. Your actual fucking songs telling the film. So uh, yeah, I it's just fucking thought, insane. It blew my mind. That Saturday night, uh, Saturday night's all right for fighting scene. Yeah, that which whole is scene is just really cool, brilliant, fucking amazing. And it brings us from a uh, youthful young Elton John into our uh, present day Taron Egerton's character of Elton John. This happens mid song. You know, we yeah. watch him grow up in the street, basically. And uh, I thought that was super, super cool. They go to that big fair yeah. and uh, carnival, and they have these big, big dance, dance numbers. numbers. Yeah, fucking insane. So it's like a kind of a sequence out of uh, what's the the Jets and the Sharks, the Wild West Side Story. West Side Story. Yeah. yeah, it kind of feels like something like that. You know, a huge big scene. It's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 just like that. It's it's, it's so energetic and dramatic, and the flair that it, it just really caught everything that I associate with Elton John. You know what I mean? And some. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, it, his his performance as Elton John is just wonderful. Uh, the outfits in yeah. this movie. The are, outfits. Are so good. The the hair, the, the hair piece they had him wearing was yeah. perfect. Well, he won the BAFTA for Best Actor. Oh, where? Yeah. Yeah, the British actors oh. film and television. Not that that matters here in America. But, no, I mean, but yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's the overseas Oscars. You know? I'm just talking shit. Right. But uh, he won the... Uh, Best Actor Award, yeah. so fuck yes. Oh, yeah. you know, of course, we That's are great. big, big Taron Egerton fans. His performance in Kingston, uh, both Eggsy. of those films, is just amazing. So to see him kind of out of that Eggsy box and in this embodiment of Elton John, which he just fucking kills, man. He will tug on your heartstrings in this movie. Yeah, he really will. It does. It does. It touches every emotion. You feel. You feel bad for him. Uh, when he's down, you feel happy with him when mm-hmm. he's up, you know, and you get sad at times with him. It's just a lot going on, and it's and the film's amazing. called Rocket Man, 
But I'd say the main th- musical theme of the film is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. We hear it yeah, uh, that one's the in, motif. The, in every act in a different form. We hear an orchestral version in the background. We kind of hear him tease it throughout the film until finally it, when Elton's life just spirals out of control in the third act and he realizes he needs help. It's the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And they probably wanted to call it Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. But you know, uh, they would have had the same problem that Birds of Prey did. Nobody knew it was a Harley Quinn movie, so the fucking nobody Changed saw it, it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, so Rocket Man, yeah, that's a, yeah, Rocket Man. That, I mean, everybody. I, just, I thought this was a big budget remake of the Harlan Williams film from <laughs> <laughs> from the mid nineties. Anybody who's familiar with Elton John, and even some people who aren't really that familiar with him, are going to recognize Rocket Man because that's one of his most popular songs. And we get so many good Elton John songs in this film, man. Um, All talking, the hits. Uh, the crocodile rock scene is amazing. They start levitating off of the stage. The crowd levitates into the air as well. Uh, the honky cat. Uh, we get a the great. You know, of course, we get a good Rocket Man. Um, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. The film ends on a, I'm Still Standing, which he writes in rehab. Uh, we get a fantastic version of Benny and the Jets. Um, breaking down the walls of heartache as well. It's it's there's there's so many Elton John songs, but it's such a vast catalog as well. The man has so yeah, many he's got so albums. many hits, dude. So many hits. Same thing going back to Queen. It's uh, every song was a fucking single. This <laughs> on their, this kind on of brought albums. up uh, this was brought up when I told my brother we were doing these movies this week. He was trying to say who was better, Queen or Elton John, and I was like, God, that's such a hard one to to even make a choice there because what do you base it on like elton john is iconic and great and I, queen is iconic and great and they all have great songs and they're there's just too many songs to pick from like yeah i think you have to how kind do of you lump choose? them into the same wheelhouse how do you man, choose? just being that big iconic anthemic yeah music, yeah you know I changed my answer twice, and I still didn't give him a straightforward answer. Yeah, and you can't be, you know. They both stand for the same ideals too, as well. You know, yeah, they basically, that's a, a spot for people. Yeah, you know, people that felt comfortable listening to their music and felt that it represented them, a whole subset of people. And you know, it's just and super accessible music too, for sure. Uh, and it's both they both release epic. You can't com- listen to a cla- you can't listen to a classic rock station without hearing at least right. one Queen song and one Elton John song within the hour. They both have a genre diversity. Every song sure. sounds a For little sure. different than the other. And uh, say Elton John probably, of course, has had more uh, financial success. Yeah, because of the Disney deal. That and Shit. just being you know physically around. <laughs> yeah, being alive probably helped him too. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake was initially set to fucking uh, play Elton John. Play Elton Glad John, that didn't yeah. Happen. And um, no offense it, to Justin Timberlake, but he's not really that great of an actor. It's all thanks to Matthew Vaughn, director, writer, uh, editor of the Kingsman films and nice. owner of Marv Productions. Hell yeah! For learning about the project while he was editing the second Kingsman film, and I guess was offered it. And it's like, yeah, my one condition, Taron plays yeah, Elton. That's the best thing because you could have done. I'm assuming because you know, we all know if you've seen Kingsman films, Elton John is in yes, he the is. Kingsman sequel working uh, alongside Taron. So I'm sure uh, they, they hit it off real well and the rest is history. <laughs> this one's a five out of five for me, man. I think it's perfect. It's fun. It's I, super this fun. is out of all the ones that we watched today. I'll probably rewatch Rocket Man before I rewatch any of the others. I would say that Rocket Man's probably the best music biopic to come out in a long time, man. Besides yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. you know, cuz they're they're two different caliber of films, two different beasts. But both good as fuck. For sure. Uh the third movie we watched, not happy. Oh yeah, not at all. Not this fun. one is very dark, black, morose. It's about the uh the inventors of true Norwegian black, black metal. metal, as they say several times in the mayhem. Of course, we're talking about Lords of Chaos. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but Cagney had not seen it until today. So I really guess I just need to get your thoughts on this one because everybody knows how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, I want to say that I don't think this film knew its tone. Uh, uh, I, don't, I I think it I think it knew its tone perfectly because I think. 
the the whole film is meant to make fun of everybody in it. Yeah, well, the, no, it does that well, yeah. but I'm talking about when it presents itself to the viewer. I got we just we genre jump in yeah. this film. It feels silly, then it feels dark. And so this basically what I'm saying is, doesn't have a consistent tone yeah throughout the well, film. Well, it has that the the whole dynamic of that whole real life story yeah. is very silly yeah and then it's very dark so if you're if you're not familiar you with know? this this is the uh i guess the uh biographical tell of the yeah. norwegian black metal band mayhem uh who they're famous uh, very famously their yeah. singer shot himself in the forehead with a shotgun and the guitarist came and took a picture and used put it, it on the, the album, cover. album cover and that was the big, big controversy, right? Yeah, well, that's the no, that's just the tip of the iceberg. It was the it, big yeah. controversy was uh, this Garv guy, Varg, Varg, Varg Vikernes, Varg, yeah, uh, coming into the picture, burning down all those churches, and then killing Euronymous, mm-hmm. the guitar player. Uh, he he actually, I think, is still in prison for murdering Euronymous. Yeah, good. So, good. Uh, not a very good dude. No, legitimate no. Nazi. Yeah. Uh, they, which Who in they, the film is played by a Jewish actor. Yeah, brilliantly chose a Jewish yeah. actor to play him. I, I bet that pissed him off real good. It uh, it did. It pissed off. Who is it? Um. Oh, uh, Necro Butcher, the guy who Necro Butcher, left yes. the band at the very beginning of the movie, is still in the band now. He's in the band currently. Yeah. And he hates the movie. He he who gets is, very upset about it. Who is Vikernes? Varg Varg Vikernes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's him. That's him. Yep. That's okay. uh, our count. Harshly criticized Christian. the film as made up crap, objecting to being portrayed by a Jewish actor and to plot elements calling the depiction character murder. Well, Varg, we all know you're a fucking bitch, and, uh, uh you know, he, was, he'll never hear this, so I can say whatever the fuck I yeah, want to. Yeah, fuck him. You know, Varg, you can suck a big fat cock. Uh, uh, yeah, especially sucks. if you're, sta- you're stabbing fucking so, people and burning down churches. You know, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm not. I told Ryan this while we were watching. I'm not a like religious person at all. I don't denounce any type of faith, but just seeing those beautiful fucking arch- architectural <laughs> structures being burned made me sad, man. Like the smaller churches, yeah, you know, whatever. It's, it's a little wooden church being burned, but they burnt down this big black gothic, beautiful BBC cathedral. big black church, big black church, <laughs> man. Fucking look that up on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. If you dot, ter- if you type in BBC on YouTube, it'll come up. Come into my big black church. Let me show you around. <laughs> Fucking look up at all, all the pews. It, it was beautiful. Brought a tear to my eye to see that thing get burned down. Uh, who is Attila Sahar? Uh, I don't really know. He's um from Tormentor, I guess. Yes. And he himself is played by his son in the film. Oh, oh, okay. I think it is the singer from the studio scene. Yeah. I think that's okay. who that is. He said uh, that the characters are portrayed as idiots. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> but he, uh, it's it, they are. They are. That's the thing. But I don't think he, he's, it's a bad thing for him. You know, he's like, well, we yeah. weren't. These people, and that's the thing. That's the irony. Is showing them. Showing the audience how stupid these people were, and they still stand by the fact that they weren't. What did you say his name was? Attila. Stupid. Attila C S I H A R. Sisahar. S I H A R. His name is not clickable here. Hungarian vocalist. Yeah, he was he was the singer in Mayhem, the the guy that yeah the the long haired. Oh, he was the actual singer in Mayhem. Yeah, he okay. was the, he was the second singer in Mayhem. Of course, uh, Dead was the first yeah. when he died. So yeah, that's the the guy that we see in the studio scene. When he's eating that cheeseburger. Yeah, um, that's him. I would say I recommend to watch this movie if you are a fan of black metal. If you are a fan of uh, music movies, movies about music, yeah. and just uh, or a fan of metal in general, you should if watch you, this if movie. you like watching people get brutally murdered, this is a good movie for I, you. I, I recommend the you kill do. scenes in this movie are fucking amazing. Uh, I think this movie goes for the most stabbings I've ever seen in a film. Not stabbings per person, but stabbing on one victim. Yeah, I've never seen that many stabbings happen. I've in never. A film I before. don't think I've ever seen anybody stabbed. More in one sitting. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie, movie takes that cake. I uh, recommend. And I've watched a lot of horror movies. Yeah, for sure. This movie right takes there with the you, cake. brother. 
there's a lot of knives puncturing one single human being right. in this movie. So I recommend you watch this movie if you like metal music, if you like watching people get stabbed, uh, if you kind of like sad, dark, morose films. Uh, if you got a crush on Rory Culkin. Yeah, uh, he looks yeah. just like his brother Macaulay. He's fucking beautiful and he's like half naked in most of the movie. And I don't, I recommend you don't watch this movie if you are a fan of cats. No. If, uh, if you like cats like myself. There will be a, a scene in the movie that makes you pretty sad. There is, some, not cat, gonna, there is some cat violence. You're not going to want to watch that. Uh, and if you if you don't like metal music, then don't watch this this movie at all. I don't think uh, I don't think you you would be into it. I watched uh, the do- there's a documentary also about the Norwegian black metal scene called Until the Light Takes Us. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it talks about uh, Burzum and Mayhem, and it also talks about this band, Dark Throne. Uh, and their drummer, I guess, I think is I think he's the drummer. Uh, he's like the guy you see in all the silly black metal memes. Uh, and he just kind of, in this movie, it kind of like shows you, like, even with if you if you just watched this documentary, you would kind of get the feeling that black metal dudes are stupid, anyways, yeah. because it's silly. Everything they do is just silly. Uh, and isn't like, that a stereotype of the metalhead, anyways? Like we yeah, watched, yeah. You, you saw some of Fubar last night when I put it on. One hundred percent, dude. But these new metal dudes are so serious about their shit, and it's so and silly how, stu- yeah. how serious they are about it. I mean, Ryan, me and you come from the hard quote unquote yeah, hardcore yeah. scene. We've seen these kids at shows. We know how they act. They're so stuck in their fucking ways. Yes. And are blindsided to how fucking dumb they are The entire point of this movie is that music elitism is bad. Yes. Do not give the new kid at the show shit for having a scorpion's patch because he might fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just to prove a point that he's not a poser. Just to show you guys he's fucking metal. Uh, Yeah, so... Um. I think this movie does good on picking up on that theme. Uh, it did give me a cool concept for a horror movie that I'd like to see happen. Uh, yeah. Not even a horror movie, but just the the metal kid in the group of metal kids that puts his friends down for their bad actions. Okay. And gets yeah. shunned for his ways. You know, okay. Like, you know, uh, people are making you know, sexual misconduct and mm-hmm. calls them out. You know, you don't expect the metal kid yeah. to, to do that. So, uh, put that... Let's have them kill their stereotypes. Or so something. I don't. I think I've given this one a rating before. I know I have, but I don't remember what I gave it before. But I'm giving it a four out of five this time. I don't know if that's an improvement or a step down. It's been so long since I did it. I don't know, but it's a four out of five. Okay. Me. I feel like I saw the uh, the kid in the face paint with the pretty girl in Deathgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it reminded me of that a little too much. Seeing her pretty blonde face bes- uh-huh. beside it, uh, so I just thought about Deathgasm. Like, it just yeah. kept popping in my head. Uh, I don't know if that was their intention. I feel like this or... chick was hotter than the chicken Deathgasm, though. But the chicken Deathgasm is just rich. This chick just her, her yeah, music she's a metal chick. Even, yeah, yeah, yes. She's a metal but the chicken Deathgasm is not a metal chick. No. So there's it's that fun. Deathgasm has that fun element. This she's also supposed to be a high school student, so I don't guess she's supposed to be hot to us. No, so, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't look at her like that. That fucking movie is fucking a silly little... It's, a fun, it's, a, it's a fun time, It's man. a silly little bucket of worms in its own, right? Yeah, but uh, no sequel for Deathgasm, no. unfortunately. Uh, last but certainly not least, we watched a Coen Brothers uh, fictional musical biopic, I guess, kind of today. Well, it's it's more of a slice of life. Yeah. Uh, it's 1960s folk music film. Yeah. Just kind of showing you an expose of what these people were like in the 1960s folk scene. We're talking, of course, about Inside Lewin Davis, starring yeah. Oscar Isaac. A movie that does not have a plot. The only plot in the film is a cat. That is well, the uh, everything else is I just kind of pushing. I would venture to pushing. say that his plot is to, he wants to like be he wants to get successful again. Yeah, he's uh, trying to figure uh, out his after life after his partner died. You know, but there's no of 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 attainable goal for him. Yeah, really. So everything uh, that he tries to do does not work out for him. No, not at all, and not in the least. And it's Oscar Isaac who does a uh, a fucking fantastic job. Yes, he's he does, great here. A, he's a fun time in this film, which is uh, Oscar Isaac. You know, he doesn't really get those chances. He doesn't get those he's, roles. I don't think he's ever. I don't think I've ever seen him bad in anything though. No. He's always great. He's always a good actor. Oh, we get Justin Timberlake, Adam Driver. Yeah, 
And one of the silliest scenes of the movie Where they with Justin a, Timberlake and Adam a Driver. A song about uh, fears of going to space. Yeah. And it's uh, definitely something that will be stuck in your head after watching the film. 100%. John Goodman uh, as a uh, heroin-addicted record jazz, executive. Jazz guy. Yeah. He's fucking great in this, too. He's always great, though. I mean, this is just Coen Brothers, man. And that's what I got to say for this movie. It's just a Coen Brothers movie through and through. Like, it has that darkness to it. It has the sense of humor to it. It's got a weird barrage of characters going on in it. You know, everybody's kind of a little quirky and different mm-hmm. in their own way. Uh, you got the, was it the Gormans or Gor- Gorfans or whatever that he's staying with at the beginning? The people whose cat he yeah, lets out. Yeah, uh, fucking the Gorfins. The Gorfins. Yeah, Gorfins. Um, who are just kind of this normal, you know, average family, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, or husband and wife. Uh and then we got his friend Jim and Gene. His friends Jim and Gene, who Jim is uh, Justin Jim Timberlake. Jim is Justin Timberlake. Gene is Carrie Mulligan. And he has fornicated with Justin Timberlake's wife or Uh-oh. girlfriend. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. She does not know who the baby daddy is, so they're gonna go ahead and take care of that. Uh, and by take care of that, I mean the A word. The schmushmorshin. I don't want to say it to offend anybody, but you know Uh. Which is what a lot of people that, like. That's from your Knocked Up last week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah the abortion. Um, I'm not going to say more people should get abortions, but... Oh, you said it. You said it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I think less people Beep. should have babies. Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this film is based on a guy named Van Ronk. Van Ronk? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it's a... I guess it was a folk artist. Sounds like a fucking meme. And uh, he was beat up. You know, they they had the their single idea was him getting beat up outside of the yeah the bar, and it was their opening scene. They they shot that with Oscar Isaac, yeah. the opening scene, and then they went back over the years and filmed the rest of it just to add stuff to make it happen. Hmm. Yep, and that's where uh, they. It's interesting. The, that's where the cat plot line comes from. Hell yeah! Because that was their only plot line. Yeah, really. that's why I said that. Coen Brothers are different, man. They're great filmmakers, man. They're they, uh, they're eccentric geniuses they for sure. They create universes that just fucking thrive, and they have their own dialogue, their own way yeah, of communication. Man. They're they're script you gotta writing. See, you gotta see Blood Simple. It's on a different level because it's yeah, their it's their first movie, yeah. and it kind of has like that whole like you can see the 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 Coen Brothers kind of blueprint mm-hmm. in that movie. You know what I mean? It's got uh it's got Francis McDermott in it, and uh. What's the guy from? Uh, he plays Tully in Adam's Family, the movie out of the Adam's Family. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He's in there and yeah. uh, fucking God, M H G H Emmett Lewis or something, whatever, uh, or Walsh Emmett Walsh or something like that. Yeah, uh, he's in there. It's got a good, good, good little Walsh. cast going on. Uh, but yeah, inside Lewin Davis, man, a fun, fun little somber movie. Like how many times do you get to say that except for when you're talking about a Coen Brothers movie? Yeah, it is a fun drama, <laughs> you know, cause it's a sad, it's a drama, you know, it's going to tug on your heart. It's a four out of five, man, all day. These movies are great, but uh, the best one today was Rocket Man for sure. And, uh, Taron Egerton, man, he, he fucking killed you it. Just take it to the end. That, all the way, dude. These sequences, the editing sequences in that movie were just fucking great, dude. They just cut from just one wild scene to yeah, another. Yeah, a lot of it, it's uh, stage, stage stuff. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is cool, you know, compared to uh, Bohemian so Rhapsody good. being all so ex- uh, good, interior, man. exterior, on location. Yeah, dude. Uh, a lot of Rocket Man is on on a soundstage. I feel like... So they could pull off a lot more. I've never done psychedelic drugs, but I feel like if you tripped and you watched Rocket Man, you'd have a good time. It is a drug movie. Yeah. I was thinking that while I was watching for it. For sure. Man. That's a, uh, that's a, a trippy it's time. It's trippy, for Same real. Same thing for Across the Universe. You know, that's a, it's a trip movie. But I, going circling back to that question I asked you earlier, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, you named off two musicals that you haven't seen. Yeah, I don't have any that I've seen that so I dislike. There's, there's no musical that you've seen that you just don't, not even a Disney movie. Uh, all Pretty much every single one of those are fucking musicals. Nah, because I don't hate any of those Disney movies either. Like, even Frozen, even as played out as it got, I still enjoyed it for what it was when I watched it. 
Um, the, the, the musical I like the least is something that, you know, after the fact, I even grew to like it, like, a little bit more. So, and that's Mamma Mia. Like, after the fact, I enjoyed it. Yeah. After I let it sit Abba, for a little yeah. bit, I enjoyed it a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I don't, I, I just love every musical I watch. Even The Sound of Music? I've never watched The Sound of Music. How? I don't know. I just managed not to do it. Man. <laughs> That's like... I think, like... It's like think, Titanic and The Sound of Music are two it, movies everybody They showed it to my music class one week. And... And when I was in middle school, and I had in-school suspension that week. No, oh, wow. So I didn't get to watch it. So I mean, my mom would always put it on whenever it was on. I don't really think I want to watch it. Because I hear, I hear that it's like... I get that it's a classic and all, but like, it's probably not that good. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, but, I might I might watch it one. Um, another really good one, a good musical that I don't think is talked about enough at all, is called The Unsinkable Molly Brown. The Unsinkable Molly Brown. And it's a story of uh, Molly Brown from the Titanic, who survived. Oh, and she's and unsinkable, a, so yeah. she survived. Yeah, it's a it's a great. Fun what makes little... her unsinkable? She have. She was, she was she, she had, I'm not going to uh, say what I was going to say cuz that's kind of she's she had buoyancy. Yeah. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, that's I was, what I was going to say. I was thinking that what you were putting down. No, I don't think I mean, I might as well yet. say it, you know. It's this this is kind of a sleepy Does it podcast. Work like that? No. Definitely no, not. If you're going to so. if you're going to drown, you're going to drown. I don't think big tits are going to help you. They two, might though. Two hour busty listeners out there. If you're in a pool, dude, they help you float. Or do they not? They float for sure. I'm not. No, I'm not asking if the boobs float. Do yeah. they help you stay afloat? I don't know if they would like. So that bring you up the to the surface if you were down. Yeah, that's the question. But in they hand. definitely float for sure. So if you have a fear of drowning, go get breast implants. I don't know if breast implants would work the same way. Why is MythBusters canceled? It's like a fucking. It's a density thing. We have man. ideas, MythBusters. You yeah. need to get back on the air. Like, I think I would do good if I was, like, in some kind of shipwreck, uh, as long as I could stay afloat, you know? I, uh, I float pretty good. If you can roll off the side of you the know? boat, brother, you're good. Just hit yeah. the deck and roll. Does <laughs> that you get in the water? Pray that, a, pray that a shark doesn't eat me. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I'm doing. Or I don't I'm, get fucking hypothermia. If I'm stuck at sea... You're trying to get eat by no a shark? Boat? Yeah, I'm cutting my fucking leg open and letting a shark come to That is the me. worst way to die out there. I'd rather do that than drown. Because it's probably from... not going to kill you. You know but, that, right? Because you know you're not going to be able to swim to shore. No, but a shark is going to bite you and like, tear off a limb. Come, come eat me, motherfucker. Finish and then leave off. you. He's going to leave you behind. <laughs> I will wait with, for with the a next limb. one, dude. At least I'd have something to do. You're going to be ripped apart. It's going to be I'm painful. Cool it's going to cool suck. It. I, it's, what, what would suck would be dying of fucking dehydration or drowning. That's a, Those are painful deaths. Slow painful. I can hope at least that the shark will finish me off. Oh, man. I just don't know. Dude, I don't know. We need a, a shark surviving musical. I guess I want to be like hit by a stingray. Because they'll kill you <laughs> faster Steve than Ir- a shark. Steve right? Irwin way. Yeah. The tried and true method. Give me that fucking Steve Irwin, man. <laughs> So we are. We talked about musicals. We wanted to, like mu- movies that there are that we need like a musical adaptation for. Like, Shark last week, movies right? now, yeah. Now I said Mad Max a musical, right? Yeah. We need to have like a fucking. There needs to be like a Godfather musical, an Italian mafia musical. Yeah. Mortal Kombat musical. What's the tone for the Italian mafia? Is it serious? Super serious. Or they're just like. Sing, talking, everything. Yeah, super serious. You killed my father. Now it's time to die. Now hand me a slice of that pizza. Hatchet, pie. the musical. Oof. Yeah, a slasher, mu- slasher Victor musical. Victor Crowley singing. It's a rock opera. <laughs> my, dad. my daddy smashed me in the face. <laughs> and now I'm going to chase. Adam Green, if you're listening, you can use that idea if you want to. Take I it. Won't, we will Take not it. sue you. Yep. For taking our idea, it's okay because oh, I mean it's your character. He's calling me right now. You know? It is your intellectual property, so your IP. We just add music to it. You know, we're just saying, put some rock and roll behind it. You know, bring put Tony Todd in it again. Uh, you know, now everybody always talks about bringing all the big on. horror guys into one big horror movie. Bring them all into one big horror musical. 
fucking give us that. It don't matter. ADR that shit. ADR that shit. Get like the crybaby of horror. Yes, I'm talking Tony Todd, Kane Hodder, Robert England, Malcolm McDowell, Anthony Hopkins. Fucking anybody is anybody. Throw them in, give them a song. Okay, but Anthony Hopkins. Okay, let's. I don't. He's the big bad guy. <laughs> He's the the big. Bad. The Silence of the Lambs <laughs> and Hannibal and Red Dragon and all those movies. Yeah, they're technically horror, but let's just be real. Those aren't truly horror movies like they're horror movies suspense thrillers but they're like fucking the kmart horror movie you know what i, I mean? don't know dude that uh sounds of the lambs alone it's whenever. like they're great movies but they're not like they're not like scary oh, pretty movies. chilling pretty chilling i don't know it's different though you know what i mean, I mean that, i'm not i'm just saying anthony hopkins hell of an actor man i'd love oh, to he's see great. Him, yeah. put him in the fucking musical with i'd love to guys. see you i'd watch him in anything he's great in the wolfman remake I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's good. Benicio del Toro, that's real good. A lot of people didn't like it, but I did. I enjoyed it yeah. thoroughly. I did not watch the Tom Cruise Mummy though. I refuse. Heard it was awful. Brendan Fraser is the only mummy I need. Oh, and Scorpion King movies. They're All right, bad too. Uh, we're, pretty, we're so far off from musical territory. Let's now. go. Let's go. Let's do a fuck Mary kill for this one. Uh, fuck Mary kill. Uh, Freddie Mercury, Euronymous. And, uh, Lewin. <laughs> okay. Why not? I'm going to have to marry Lewin. I'm going to have to to fuck your anonymous. I'm on top. Okay. Uh, no, just because he's not, not a threat. Yeah. And I just, I can't do anything with Freddie Mercury. You know, he would have been my top pick for both. He's got AIDS. Well, yeah. Can't compromise my immune guess system. You, guess you got to kill him. Guess I got to. It's a good thing he's already dead, so. Yeah, it's sad. You really couldn't go wrong with your kill on this one. You kind of put me in the corner on that. Yeah, because yeah. one, you're killing a fictional guy. The other two are dead already. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> he's already been killed. Doesn't really matter to them he killed him. Yeah. All right, I what guess. about uh, you, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, fuck Euronymous. Okay. Same thing. Same? Yeah, same, same thing. I, do I was going to say I do pretty it. good with these. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, that's all we got for this week, y'all. Make sure you go on over to the YouTube and check out that Streets of Vengeance review with the trailer attached to it. Go check that movie out on Prime and Tubi. Uh, patreon.com slash Martell's Movie Madness for early access to content, bonus content, and, uh, all that good stuff. Three dollars. Three bucks, six bucks, twelve bucks, as much as you want to give, really. You can just donate as much as you want. Um... Well, what else do we got to say here? Find us on social media at Martell's Movie Madness on Instagram and Facebook, uh, at Movie Madness sixty nine on Twitter. We're both currently doing thirty day bans on our personal Facebooks, but yeah. you know I'm a little <laughs> bit more active on Twitter since I've been banned from Facebook at Martell the God, and I'm posting a little bit more on my story on Instagram. So at Trailer Trash God there, Cagney, let them know where they can find you. I am at Cagney likes this on Instagram. Uh, Cagney Larkin on Facebook, and like Ryan said, we're in Facebook jail. Yes, we for, have been zucked for for base, for text too. For stupid it's for shit. Text. <laughs> I got banned. Okay, I got banned for saying they give white trash a bad name in yeah. reference to white supremacist, and I even censored the word white, which is triggering all the fucking robots. Yep. So apparently now the censors are triggering the robots also. So now you can't even be yeah, fucking, you can't her, even say it, stuff censored on Facebook. Yeah, and I was uh, talking about sexual acts. Yeah, and you can't, you can't the, discuss he that. He used the phrase cum shot. You can't say cum shot. Busted. Yeah, you can't say, and I said like a cum shot. And I never, and you know, yeah, I, so, uh, I've said a bunch of wild shit on Facebook before. Yeah, it's, they're cracking I down now. I think man. I got my first ban this year, or last year. Yeah, mine was uh, last March. Was my, so I, got, whole I got year a 24 out. hour ban for saying kill all politicians. Then I got a three-day ban for, uh, I don't remember what my, oh yeah, my three-day ban was for posting that gif of somebody getting pissed on. But there was, <laughs> no new, to my to my defense, she was clothed, and you don't see the penis in the gif. All you see is her getting pissed on. So, 
I should not have been banned for three days for that. <laughs> they just didn't want you posting that. My on next one was for posting a completely censored picture again. Yep. From Microwave Massacre, one of the best sleazy eighty movies of all time. And then they just straight up skipped the two week ban and gave me a thirty day ban this time for mm-hmm. saying white, white trash. We are some bad in the same white and trash boys. in the same sentence. So, uh, so you know, if you're listening to Mark Zuckerberg, which I'm sure you are, because you got ears everywhere. Uh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> You're worth a billion dollars plus. You know, leave the hire some alone. humans. Hire some humans to fucking monitor your site. Don't just fucking throw blocks on everybody with fucking robots. Make sure that there's actual hate speech being spewed before you fucking block somebody on goddamn Facebook. You fucking piece of shit. Amen, brother. Well, I'm Cagney likes this on Instagram. Cagney Larkin on Facebook. I'll interact with you in a few weeks. Got a little heated there. Uh, you're pissed. Yeah, you got good reasons there, bro. Um, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Uh, we live in fear of posting tits, I and mean, white supremacists can just do whatever the fuck they want to. They can. It's terrible. Um, like I said, <laughs> uh, Cags loves movies on Twitter. I'm on there too, and uh, big homie Cagney on Snapchat. What? Throwing that snap out there. We all thought Alex Jones was crazy when he was talking about Facebook and censoring people. He was telling the truth, man. We just didn't take him serious because he was Alex Jones. He was telling the truth. It's, it's one of those things, man. So it's one of those, it's the fucking boy who cried wolf. You know what I mean? He's so what? fucking wild and crazy all the time. You don't know when he's spitting some real shit. But he was real. Facebook is like the fucking goddamn Nazis now. They're just fucking herding up all us good titty posting people, and letting all the white tr- white <laughs> fucking supremacists, letting all the fucking white supremacists and pedophiles run the site, and that's fucked up. That's fucked. And they want to all leave the fucking site for Parlor because they think they're being censored. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> Fuck Facebook. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fucking deactivate my whole account. Ryan, I'm not doing that. Ryan, <laughs> calm down. Let's watch some fucking movies. Yeah, let's watch some fucking movies. Looks like you survived the movie madness. Congratulations. Come back next week for more chills, thrills, and spine-tingling tales of terror and movies. Because that's what makes the world go round.